welcome to the latest edition of China Inc. by Bamboo Works, where we discuss the latest business and financial news from China and what it all means. I'm Doug Young, Bamboo Works editor in chief, and I'm joined today by Renee Vangustine, one of our founding partners, who's also a longtime China watcher and former investment banker. Today we'll take a look at an entertaining dust-up in China's e-commerce space. Only this fad is happening outside of China. We'll also look at a recent trend that's seeing Western investors grow increasingly wary of Chinese AI startups. We'll start with the latest e-commerce dust-up. Uh, this one involves two of the newer kids on China's e-commerce block, namely bargain basement seller Pindodo and fast fashion sensation Xi'an. It seems Pindodo's relatively new foreign site, known as uh, Timu, is suing the older Xi'an in the U.S., accusing Xi'an of pressuring clothing sellers not to sell their products on Timu's site. Timu's suing in the U.S. because that's where both of these sites are most active. So, Renee, uh, you know, what do you make of this lawsuit, and and do you think Timu has a chance of winning? That's you know that's an interesting one because uh, here are two Chinese companies, right? Um, one of which is allegedly pursuing a strategy that uh, you know not so long ago Tmall slash Alibaba was also uh, pursuing in China until uh, the Chinese government stepped in on account of uh, you know anti-competitive behavior and uh, forced them to let their uh, vendors to be also able to sell their wares on, uh, on JD.com, uh, JD Tencent, WeChat channels, and all of that. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, you look at that and, you know, these were Chinese companies fighting each other. The Chinese government stepped in and solved it, hmm. right? Here, you have two Chinese companies fighting each other uh, on fairly similar grounds, but I guess because it's, uh, that practice is not happening in China, there's no interest seemingly on the part of the Chinese government to try and bring those two Chinese companies under control in terms of their practices, right? And it's all happening so, outside of China. Too. Yeah, this is all in, happening right. in their foreign space. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, the U.S. is a very litigious uh, environment. We all know that. It's easy in the U.S. to sue just about anybody and everybody sometimes. Um, and um, and uh, so, you know, you can do that as long as you have money and you're going to be able to pay lawyers and so on. It's a daily occurrence in the U.S. Now, the thing that I find relatively fascinating is that inevitably this is going to get some attention. Um, and, uh, and this is at a time when regulators and politicians in Washington um, have been making a lot of noise about these two uh, Chinese e-commerce companies in particular, very clearly named. Um, and the fact that they sell their products individually, ship them individually at a price so that they, they end up basically uh, staying below the minimum amount of money 
being purchased by uh, US consumers that otherwise would trigger a lot of supervision and, and the application of regulations in the US, including uh, this whole issue of whether the products are tainted by the uh, Xinjiang slash Uyghur situation. Right. Uh, and um, it would seem to me that of any time, this is not particularly a very smart time uh, <laughs> to start something like that in the US. I think it's just going to, um, you know, create a lot of visibility about it, raise even more concerns uh, on the part of a number of politicians in the US. And I mean, you God knows, I mean, you know, if you look at uh, competition in the US, antitrust uh, regulations and so on, it is likely that Temu uh, will win. I would think they have a pretty good chance of winning. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think that uh, it's going to accomplish something else as well, which may, in the end, very well be less desirable for both of them. So these two sites are part of a new generation of Chinese Internet companies that are finding recent success in the U.S. So just how far do you think they'll make it before, you know, some of the existing giants like Amazon take note and what kinds of defensive actions might they take? And, and as well, like you were sort of hinting at, do you think politics is going to become involved given, you know, both of these companies' Chinese background? Uh, well, I would, I would kind of dissociate the two. On, on, in terms of politics, yes, I think that, uh, that will have, uh, I, I think that will have an impact. And, uh, and I don't think that the impact will be positive. Uh, for either of them. I think it's just going to raise attention even more so on their practices, uh, on the fact that um, they are taking advantage of loopholes uh, in U.S. Uh, regulations, and uh, eventually there's going to be enough will on the political side to bring change to that. And, you know, both of them will, in my view, be negatively affected by that. Now, if you're Temu and you think that you're getting only a fraction of what you should be getting today because of this practice, you may very well feel that, hey, I mean, even if overall there's a negative impact, if I win, I'm still going to be able to get a bigger piece of the pie. Um, mm. And maybe, you know, that's where they're coming at uh, from. Now, yeah, Amazon.com, you know, I I don't know. I don't know that uh, Amazon.com can necessarily uh, compete on pricing with somebody like Sheen, for instance. I suspect Timu as well, who have, you know, very well diversified, substantial, massive supply chains in China and are able to source products very, very cheaply because of the volumes and, and all of that. It's quite amazing. I mean, I've, been, I've seen many examples of uh, the advertisement on, in social media and so on by both Temu and Sheen. And, uh, you know, the prices are, are quite amazing. Mm. Um, I'm not even sure they make money uh, with prices like that, but it's uh, especially in terms of fashion and so on. 
And uh, I, I'm not sure, as I was saying, I'm not sure that Amazon can compete uh, extensively on that. I'm not sure they necessarily want to. But uh, I could see that, you know, behind the scenes, they would be active in Washington and, and trying to bring those two companies a bit more under control and under supervision, which I'm sure they would view as ultimately being beneficial to them. Right, right, right. They could uh, claim they were on the side of, you know, free business, but then quietly go behind the scenes and uh, raise the alarm bells in Congress. Right. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's uh, move on. Then next, we're going to look at one of our own stories on bamboo work, and this one takes a deep dive into a recent trend among global private equity and venture capital companies that were once huge fans of anything high tech from China. Now, well, some high tech flavors may still be in fashion. It seems one that's become a hot potato lately is AI or artificial intelligence. Uh, we've seen little or no investment by big foreign VCs or private equity in the last year or so, and that's left a vacuum that Chinese companies have been quick to fill. So why all the anxiety about AI investments from these foreign companies, uh, many of which are big U.S. private equity firms? Well, you know, I think we have to look at it from two different angles. We don't know what is going on, uh, you know, in terms of comments, action by the Chinese government uh, in terms of uh, how they view um, foreign capital getting involved in in AI in China and mm-hmm. uh, and potentially, uh, you know, it raises a number of questions about knowledge transfer, data security, and and, and all of that, Um, number one. Number two, AI is obviously viewed in China, as in the US and many other countries, as something that is, on one hand, potentially dangerous, but on the other hand, is extremely important from a national standpoint whether you look at it national security or you know the ability to dominate a sector on a global basis and so on so mm-hmm. um that's that's one way to look at it that's one angle the uh, other angle is p firms vc firms that are uh, us uh, entities i'm sure are very concern about uh, getting into trouble with Washington, mm-hmm. um, especially because of the belief that uh, when it comes to China, uh, at least that's the public belief, um, I'm sure it's true in a lot of countries, but that it could benefit the Chinese military, the PLE, mm-hmm. and give it some definite advantage. So then you know, you go back to the source of that and you say, okay, do we want to have American capital to get involved to fund um, businesses that will inevitably produce knowledge, technology that uh, will one day be used by the Chinese military, potentially against the US military. So uh, I think it's just geopolitics primarily, you know, let's just go back only, what, two months, right? 
and what happened with Sequoia splitting itself in three. I think they split themselves in three so that it wouldn't be so obvious that they, they were doing a split because of the US-China relationship issues. But, uh, you know, Sequoia came under pressure in the US because um, there were funding a lot of companies in China, Chinese companies, some of which were basically developing technology that is dual purpose. And that's typically the language that is being used, which implies that one purpose is for civilian, commercial use, whatever, and, and the other, but it can also be used in military applications, technological development and all of that. And uh, my understanding is that that is why Sequoia basically came to the conclusion that they had to isolate uh, or separate, if you want, their funding activities in China uh, from their uh, funding uh, using US capital. So mm -hmm. I would expect that something similar is at play here when it comes to uh, you know, U.S. private equity firms, uh, venture capital firms, and so on, mm -hmm. uh, looking at the capital investment in uh, AI uh, companies in AI technology in China. Okay. So, I mean, uh, and I agree, we, we didn't mention, but the, the sense time, I don't know if you remember that, that whole yeah. debacle uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, they, they got sort of, burned at the very last minute uh, right before their IPO because the U.S. banned U.S. investors from, from buying the stock. That seems to be a right. big, big thing they're doing. So, I mean, do you see this having a, a big impact on, on China's AI industry or, or is this really just going to be I, a minor I don't think so. I, well, I don't think so. I think that there's enough capital in China one way or another uh, to, you know, be able to fund anything in China that is, that is important to the Chinese government, including AI. So mm -hmm. I don't think that uh, that's going to slow down the financial ability, at least, of mm -hmm. uh, building AI capabilities in China. Right, right, I guess. I guess the know-how is a different question, but at least uh, from a funding side. And I think yeah. that's what we were pointing out in our, our story, is that, you know, there are all these big state-owned enterprises that have sort of right. stepped in to you know, to say, hey, here's our money, take it, <laughs> you yeah. know, go develop more AI. Okay. Yeah, I, well, part of, it, part of it also is obviously the fact that every time that the Chinese government uh, declares that something is important, basically everybody throws money at it. And it's kind right. of like, you know, the new thing or like the new kid on the block and everybody is happy to throw money at it. But uh, but very clearly, this is, uh, this is something that's very important um, to China, for China, um, and uh, there's not going to be any shortage of capital to fund it. Yeah, that's my feeling too. Okay. All right, well, everyone, thanks for listening this week. If you like what you hear, please tell your friends about us and rate us and share us on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to join us again next week for another edition of China Inc. when we'll look once more at the latest trending Chinese business topics. Hope to see all of you then. Goodbye for now. Goodbye. Thank you all.